0: Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the Wabi Sabi Pod. I'm Candice Kumai, your host and your hapa, fave author, chef, wellness journalist, badass bee, all of it. Um, I'm back in my hometown of California and hometown home state i'm in socal sorry had a lot going on this week and i decided to go between la back to san diego to see mom and dad because i love them there isn't anybody more humbling and graceful and who likes to yell at me to pay my bills and be a good person on time all that than mom and dad i looked at them both today and i said hey When I'm recording the pod today, do you guys want to join me and say hi? And they looked at me verbatim at the same time with their like stern eyes, and they said, no. (laughs) We'll try for Christmas, guys. We'll try for Christmas. George and Miho are a hot commodity, and that's my parents. Um, People love them more than me. So um, let's just make sure that we treasure them, shall we? we don't need to overexpose anything. In fact, nobody in my family actually wants fame or, or fortune. We just all really enjoy helping other people. So that leads me into our episode 12 pod today, which I couldn't deny the topic and I could have spun the topic several different ways, but I wanted to give you the most helpful depiction Of the topic for today, which is the vitality of a real friendship, the vitality of friends and how um, friendships, and that includes family friendships as well, are extremely vital to every area of your life's success. That's in love, that's in relationships, that's in business, that's in work, that's in play. That's in your support system. It's in your blood. It's so vital to have the best friendships ever. And remember that friendships come with an ebb and flow in life. Wabi sabi. Friendships are not perfect and they never were meant to be perfect. They were meant to come in and out of your life for a reason or a season now if you've got lifelong friendships, like I'm so lucky to have um, friends that I've been close to, like Lauren Dodson, I've known since childhood when I was three. Yes, I'm going to tell the story, Lauren. My mom and her mom thought it would be cute to hand Lauren to me. um, So they wanted to take a pic of a child holding a child and I dropped Lauren on her head And I remembered that Rita and Miho, my mom and her mom, shrieked when they saw me stand up and just drop her. She like rolled off of me onto the floor. You're welcome, Lauren. (laughs) Welcome to life. (laughs) And also Megan and I met in diapers um, back in Carlsbad, California. And then Courtney and Crystal and I have been friends since junior high. Dana and I have been friends since sixth grade. We started causing trouble back in the day and we still do. Um, and then now through college, like I have Steph, Christina, Andy, Tina, Suzanne, um, post-college, there's Nikki, Alyssa, Molly, Janelle, Gillian, um, Rico, Kristen Arnett, Indy Lee. Like I'm trying to think of everybody. It's so it's so crazy, but I'm I'm also thinking about the people that really held my hand too during the tough times. Uh, There is a term called a fair weather friend. And for somebody like myself who has a public persona, uh, not by choice, but by trade, uh, it's hard to separate the two. And kintsugi, a very tough time in my life where my cracks were starting to break open, the practice of kintsugi and healing and sealing my heart helped me to figure out who my real friends were. Welcome to the Wabi Sabi Podcast, the vitality of friendship. So I wrote down some notes for you guys today, and we're going to start with the fact that friendship was never, ever designed to be perfect. Think of friendship as the epitome of Wabi Sabi. If you don't expect perfection, you'll never be let down. I just hit myself in the face with my mic. <laughs> I'm like laying in my childhood bed. Sorry, guys. It's for real. My dad and I figured out a way to clamp the mic to the side of my bed. And here we go. Not much has ever changed. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. I'm such a dork. OK, so let's move on. Mom um, The ebb and flow was so important because you can realize that even with pain, there's an ebb and flow. Like the pain will come and it will go. It will subside at times and it will reveal itself to you at times. And while I'm correlating ebb and flow of friendships with pain, you guys can surely bet that I have been hurt by many quote unquote friends and friends over the last I don't know, two decades of my life. Like, man, even those friendships from high school that scorned me when we had like falling outs. Um, And then most recently, um, I had a a breakup a couple years ago. And I'll teach you guys how I worked through that time and how I came out even better. And I'll also share with you Um, something I don't want to talk about at all. And it's extremely painful for me to talk about, but a friendship breakup that happened like last year. um, And I'm still working through it. And like my mentor, James, and I always remind you, this podcast is about being in the middle. You know, I'm in the middle of my, I would say I'm at the start of my career, but people argue I'm in the middle, (laughs) the gray area. Um, So while we're in the middle, I can, I can, share with you what I'm doing to sort of work my way through the pain up the ladder and forward and beyond. As my old boss liked to say, onward and upward. That's where we all need to go, right? And there isn't a better way to go than the climb together. So if you're climbing Mount Fuji together, Take your best friends, pick who you want to go with you, and let's climb. (sighs) We all realize that friendship is valuable, and it is beyond measure of vitality in life. It is vital to you surviving. And for those of you who really do want to be public personas, writers, directors, producers, photographers, an actress, an athlete, musician whatever arena you're in right now. Maybe you're just a mom or dad who wants to get to the next level. So many of you have written to me about your friendship breakups. And a lot of you, especially you men, are opening up to me by asking me really juicy questions about your relationships. And you know what I do is I look at these things that you're writing to me and I I've been through it all and I say to myself, wow, people are trusting me. And that's really cool, guys. Like I didn't even know that the pod was going to be my thing until we just went for it. So I want to share with you the best ways that I've learned to navigate through my life with my best friends by my side and trust that some are there for a reason and they dropped off with the seasons and then some are there for life and you can't get them away from you and you don't want them to get away from you. (laughs) That's what friendships really are. So in Japanese culture, we have a term yuimaru. U, excuse me, Y, U, I, yui, and then maru means circle, M-A-R-U. M-A-R-U. Jesus, Candace, come on. The Cali sun is getting to my head. So my mom would say, oh yeah, Yuimaru means like a circle of friends. So friendship is so important. But also, it takes time and lots of energy. Now, in Kintsugi Wellness, there's a chapter on Yuimadu. And I went to Japan and I got to study um, with my mom and like four of her best friends from the university in Tokyo that they all studied at together to become Japanese school teachers. And sure enough, here we are decades later, and they're all still practicing teachers. And they're all in Tokyo. And during cherry blossom season, two years ago, mom and I got to have this really amazing lunch together with them. Um, Keiko-san, my mom's best friend, brought me handmade treats that she made at home and she has kids that are my age. Um, each one of them brought me a gift actually because it's customary in Japan to bring gifts from where you're from to others and vice versa. So I made them cookies as well, my matcha cookies. And um I'll never forget the conversations that we had and how much joy and light was in their eyes. And if we're talking about a lifetime of friendship now, the one thing they told me in their yuimaru was, you have to make an effort. That was the most important thing because from California to Tokyo, that was a relationship that my mother cultivated for decades. She didn't have drama with them. She didn't tell them how to live their life. She just did her own thing, married an American guy, and had kids over here. No judgment. Keiko even came to visit when we were really little, when I was like a... Or I wasn't even born yet, I don't think. Um, (laughs) Or maybe I was a baby baby. But yeah, I mean, we we went to Disneyland together, and we showed her around the U.S., and it's just a beautiful partnership between two cultures that can be married together with no judgment. Um, And that will lead me into a few other things here. Also, yuimaru is a term that the Okinawans use because during the war, the Okinawans really, really had to rely on one another in order to survive. Now they rely on one another to live long, cultured, and well lives. So that means that they do community events together into their 80s and 90s. That means that they visit their friends every day. There is a sense of purpose, ikigai, within your yuimaru, your inner circle. My inner circle of friends was there for me during a time of turmoil. So the fair-weathered friends may have known that, you know, I went through something pretty traumatizing a few years ago, but the My mom said to be really careful who I told my struggles with because she said, some people really just want to gossip, okay? So you better make sure you only tell your close friends. And I took that to heart because it was true. Indeed, some people do just want to gossip. Stay away from them. My lifelong friends, Lauren... um. Dotson, Stephanie Reynolds, now Stephanie Irene, um, Sejal Shaw, Molly Sandman, Nikki Jensen, Courtney Kristoff, now Courtney Looney, Crystal Day, um, Dana Hamilton, Alyssa Faden, Molly McGooth, Janelle Hamilton. I could name a lot more too, but I look at these girls sometimes and I think about how special they are because they were there for me when stuff got real. Now, I'm not ready to talk about the breakup pod because there are a lot of facets to that story, and many of you have been asking me to talk about it. We will talk about that one, but in good time, in due time, in divine time. Give me time to work on that because I want it to be the most beneficial podcast for you. And while I work my way through the middle and seal my golden cracks and mend them, I want you to know I'm doing the work. I didn't jump into another relationship. I didn't cling on to some other guy. I didn't find the first man who wanted to date me and shack up with him. I am so good on my own. And that's because I have good friends. Vital to survival. Now don't discount your work friends also. So I've been friends with Jim Holdridge for over 10 years. My amazing agent Justin Ongert is like my brother and so is Strang Conover and I've been friends with them for almost a decade now. They've been my representatives as well and I also have worked closely with my makeup artist friend Robert Ray's. Robert (laughs) Ray's. That's how we say his name. We don't actually say Robert. We say Rather. <laughs> um, and then Marcella Contreras, I love she's been one of my designers for over a decade. And um meaning she does like my graphic arts with me. She's amazingly talented. And same with Carrie Kaba, who helps me with marketing and designing graphics and newsletters. And um, I'm just trying to think of those who stayed with me. I mean, so many of my agents at WME IMG have stayed with me for almost a decade. And my colleagues in editing and publishing, I mean, there are so many of them that make me smile. We have been through it all. And P.S. Wabi Sabi, none of it was perfect. I mean, I like cried my eyes out when I was a writer. I cried my eyes out when I was an editor. I, I had the worst experiences sometimes in TV and hosting um, and even in modeling too none of it was perfect. But the one thing that I'm sure of is, is that I look back and I have really good work friends. Like I can call Jim and say, let's cut this and that from this video or edit or put X, Y, Z together. And he's going to do it and we're going to make it fucking fabulous together. Or I can just, you know, buzz um, one of my friends who's an editor at, at Well and Good or Girl Boss or... Cosmo and and we can talk shop together and that's a sign of a really good healthy business relationship um when I also went through a time of trauma there was a friend group um Christina Angela and Megan McGuire and I think that was all of us we met up at the beach when I was really sad in Venice one day and we all just held hands and we took this picture together and I'll never forget, because Christina and I went to college together, and Angela and I met through my ex-boyfriend from many years ago, my like XXX, and then Megan and I met at Bar Method in San Diego like 10 plus years ago, and when we all sat there together, we held hands, and I was like, it's so cool to bring all of you together, because you're all from different important parts of my life. And that's a sign of a true friend, is when your madu comes together. And they just want to meet each other. Um, Another really great friend I've had for a while, over a decade, is uh, Chrissy Colgan, who I talk to quite frequently. And even my Molly Sandman and Sejal and Michelle Halpern. I love you guys. And you being there for me through my toughest days. I, I can't thank you enough. My hand's on my heart. And my Meredith Sherwood, oh, I would just not know what to do without you. (laughs) You're like my girl boss crush. Okay, so we also want to talk about um, how important it is to recognize maybe when things aren't going so well. So we talked about an ebb and flow, which goes in and out. And we talked about the kintsugi cracks that start to reveal very important things. And when I had that really hard friendship breakup last year, it was so tough. It felt like a knife to the heart, and I have mentioned that before and it still does. The ebb and flow means that the pain of it goes in and out, but it hasn't fully subsided. And so sometimes I like relive like what happened in my head over and over and I think about how unfair it is that like people ganged up on me and they didn't even listen to me. They just judged me. And I think one of the most important things I've noticed is that I don't really judge anybody else in my friendships because I want people to live the life that they've always dreamed of. And that doesn't include any room for judgment. So right now, if you're judging one of your friends, or if you know someone who's judging you, you may want to think about that situation. Do some deep thinking, because a true friend shows no judgment to another person. A true friend will realize and believe deeply in their heart that everyone is trying their best. Compassion, it's something that the Dalai Lama consistently tells us to share with one another. Have more compassion for others and empathy and kindness. I thank my friends for their kindness and their compassion. My friends that are the closest to me, they're like my two best friends. So Courtney Kristoff from high school and then Stephanie Irene from college. The one thing that they both have in common is they don't gossip. They don't talk bad about other people. And they stay calm and cool, and they listen really well, and they give great advice, solicited or not. Sometimes I ask for it. Sometimes they just drop little wisdom bombs on me, you know. And I just say, I feel so lucky to have them in my life. They're amazing women, and they're both moms, and... They have little ones and they they have really great husbands that support them and I love their husbands just as much as I love them and of course their children are like mine and I can't tell you how special it is to share the vitality of our lives together for over like many decades. If I added up the friendship between Steph and I and Courtney and I, it is so beautiful. And I feel supported and loved by them. And keep in mind, even though I'm very close with my family, it doesn't mean that they're around all the time. And they definitely punt me like a football out of here and say, go do your own thing. I mean, my sister barely ever talks to me. And I, you know, I'm alone a lot. So The vitality of friendship for me is a matter and mode of survival. I am grateful. I am grateful. I am grateful. I try to do nothing to stir up drama with them. I never talk behind their backs. And when I'm struggling through something, they will sure enough listen and get me to the other side. And you know what that is? That is called compassion and empathy for another person. Judgment is something that people can carry on throughout their lives. And I don't think it's a healthy thing. I think a lot of us need to get out of our judgment mode. And you know what? I'm guilty. I think that coming from TV and publishing and media and modeling meant that I constantly was being judged by others. The way I looked, the way I spoke, the way I acted, what I wore. I mean, it still goes on every day. I was just talking to one of my gay besties, Jim Holdridge, the other day in L.A. And when we were um, walking around Santa Monica doing some work stuff, um, I said, you know what it's like being a girl in front of the camera and in modeling and TV? You're too thin. You're too fat. You're gaining weight. You're too pretty. You're too ugly. You're not ugly enough. You're not pretty enough. You're too thin. You're too fat. You're getting chubby. Oh, my God. She's just not pretty enough. Oh, my God. She's too cool. She's too not cool. Wait, she's too cool. I mean, and people were like, is that what it's really like? And I was like, hell oh, fucking yeah, that's what it's like. It's exactly what Jim and I both said. We like started dying of laughter. And he's like, Oh, you think you have it bad? He's like, try being a gay man in LA, in West Hollywood. <laughs> he has a pool party today. Jim, I hope the pool party went fabulous. Ah, <laughs> oh, you owe me pics. Okay. So also, don't forget, if you want to be a good friend, here's what you can do for people. I and mean, this is quite simple. Support them wholeheartedly. Like with Nikki, I'm always going to support her music. With Stephanie, I'm always going to support her fit modeling and her bar method. With Courtney, I'm always going to support her dolphin training. Yes, she's a dolphin trainer. And with um and her family and like she's just so creative and fun. With Crystal, I'm always going to say, get it, girl, you're VP, rocking it. And with, you know, all my New York friends, I mean, they're badass bees and I love them. I'm always going to tell everybody how fucking awesome they are. And if by chance they're not holding up their weight or doing or just excelling in their career, I'm going to call them out on it because while I'm good and healed and working on sealing my cracks I know a boss when I see one and I will let my friends know. I will always be there for them. I will not show them. I will tell them. I wait. I won't tell them. I will show them. Show, show, show. Don't tell. I will always be there for them. And they know that too, which is the beauty of being close, amazing, no need to say any words, just being there kind of friends. It's kind of like when I have an amazing speaking event like I did at South By and, and everybody like flew in for it. And I looked around the room and saw so many beautiful friends. It warmed my heart. Show up for them. Let's talk about listening. It's a simple little thing that you can do for everyone else. The world has a lot of noisy and loud people. And it's really easy sometimes to just sit back and be a great listener. An Ear to Lend is a gift you can give to anyone today. So I want to read a quote that I read this week that I thought was really powerful. My dad also sent me one, but it's more business related. So I'm going to save that one for another juicy pod. But I read this... um, I thought it was really cool. Cultivating a close, warm-hearted feeling for others automatically puts the mind at ease. It helps to remove whatever fears or insecurities that we may have, and it gives us the strength to cope with any obstacles we encounter. It is the ultimate source of success in life. The Dalai Lama Cultivating a close, warm-hearted feeling for others automatically puts the mind at ease. It helps to remove whatever fears or insecurities we may have, and it gives us strength to cope with any obstacles we encounter. It is the ultimate source of success in life. You know, that warm-hearted feeling is inside of you, it's inside of me, It's inside of everyone. You won the lotto of life if you live here and you're listening to the pod. There are a lot of people suffering on the other side of the world. So you know what's good? Be kind, be a good person, be a good friend. We're in this together. There's one more quote that I really liked, and it just struck me today something so simple that we can all do, because there's a lot of work for each of us to do. Here's your homework for this week. Quote, I am one of the seven billion human beings alive today. We each have a responsibility to think about humanity and the good of the world because it affects our own future. We weren't born on this planet at this time to create problems, but to bring about some benefit." End quote. The Dalai Lama. You're one of the seven billion human beings alive today. You have a responsibility to think about humanity. We were not born on this planet to create problems, but to bring about some benefit. What is your benefit? Will you join me and take my hand and help others? Sorry, you guys, sometimes this career is mind-blowingly tough. Will you join me out of your comfort zone and do something from your talented heart? Will you join me out of your fears and be more brave? Will you join me? Just help Be of service to others. That's all I'm asking. As a writer who started at a young age and was raised by a really tough Buddhist mom and Polish-American Christian dad, I always knew I was different. But I never knew my calling would be so radiantly deep until I started to become who I am. And I thank my friends who have pushed me to this point. There is no turning back. But yet a golden light that continues to guide. And I trust in divine timing. All will be okay. And all will. And in the way it is supposed to. I invite you to join me on that. Remember, friends, there is an ebb and flow to every friendship. At Wabi Sabi, it will never be perfect. All friendships are perfectly imperfect for a reason or a season. Kintsugi will reveal all of your imperfect cracks, and as you mend and heal them, it will also reveal who your true friends are in all the tough times. Leave behind your fair-weathered friends. Know who your yuimaru is. Count your inner circle right now on one of your hands or two. Lifelong work friends are just as important. We should value and cherish our work relationships. Have compassion for others. If you don't know how to practice that, practice being sincerely and genuinely kind to others. If you don't know how to do that, start meditating. If you don't know how to do that, go volunteer at a homeless shelter. Non-judgment. Stop judging others and I will continue to do the same work. Support your friends. Call them out when you know that they're slipping. Hold them up because you're an angel that has wings. Listen to others. An ear to lend is a gift in itself. And it is an offering that you possess that is free and accessible to all. When one of my favorite assistants, Constantina Kanugras, was leaving my office, I guess I should say this at the beginning. When Consta came to me, she had an interview with Harvey Weinstein to be his assistant. And then she had an interview with me, Candace Kumai, to be my assistant. And if you can imagine the spectrum of difference between Harvey and I, I think there was something inside of our interview and and the one that she had with him that was a huge contrast. And I know she made the right decision. And Consta, I love you. We have been through it all. You are amazing and an angel. And I miss you all the time. That's a work relationship that grew into a beautiful friendship. And I could not tell you how happy I am she chose me. God bless her. Thank you, Lord. Sometimes he really redirects. So I want to read you the letter that I wrote to her during her exit email. And it tr- sincerely just came from the heart. <sighs> oh my God, it's making me tear up at JFK. Definitely feel feel, feel free to send me... Um, send me your exit letter to WME, Marco Jill, Phil book teams, etc, and that was her exit email. Consta, it's time for new adventures, and you're going to fly. I already know it. Keep up that work ethic and smile. That big heart will keep growing. I hope Mom and Dad are a hundred percent, and I always hope that you and George make it count. The crazy thing about life is that everyone thinks that they should be telling one another how to live. I'm just going to tell you to fly, to learn, to grow, and to help others along the way. You're ready doing just that. Go forth and fly. XXCK. She is an amazing woman, and she is an aspiring female director, and I wholeheartedly believe that she will go out and fly. There were so many different love letters and friendships and cards and emails that I could have chosen to read, but that that was a tough one. I was really struggling during a lot of different Work endeavors and and relationships over in New York, and now being in California, I have a little bit of time to see what I've been through and how I've grown. Cece's here. Hey, Cece. Cece's my cat from college, and she's chunky and she's a tuxedo cat. And my mom says she knows Cece kind of needs to lose her weights. She's kind of like overweight. She likes the tuna so much. She eats a few bowls a day. I give it to her because she begs for it. Yeah, Mom, she's cute, huh? She really looks so good. It's probably all the tuna. Okay, so now we're going to move on to the huge, which is going to be our... Cooking, wellness, beauty shout outs. Okay, so this week I decided to go for people because people are so important to me. My cooking shout out is going to go to my bro, Richard Blaze. Call him bro because we're in San Diego. Um, so Richard Blaze and I podcasted on his pod, Starving for Attention. And I would love for you to check it out, especially if you're a Top Chef junkie. I think you're going to die. Richard, you are amazing, you are talented, you are kind, you are humble. I thank you, and I never realized how much I cursed until you bleeped out all of that shit on your podcast. Thanks. Love, Candace. P.S. Love, Jazz. Cece's having an asthma attack to my left side over here as I'm reading these off. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, FML. Okay, so next up, we've got food, beauty, wellness, beauty. A lot of you guys don't know my friend. Her name is Indy Lee, and I'd like to introduce you to her. She is an incredible woman who has lived through all kinds of different lives, one of them being a marketing head over at HBO during its peak time when Sex and the City was there. And she left, and she had a brain tumor, and she still actually does, and she's going through many different changes, but her brain tumor is truly healing right now. And she started her own amazing beauty line. Please check out Indie Lee. She is the queen of beauty. I love you, Indy. She's been a huge friend to me. She stayed the night with me um, during my breakup many years ago and was my angel. Um, and my wellness shout out today goes to Anna Youssef. Anna's book called Fulfilled has changed my life. She has been coaching me through a very progressive and shifting pivot, a huge time of change in my life. And her book, Fulfilled, will help you every step of the way. She has more credentials than any other female doctor in her space, or even male doctor. I mean, she just crushes the game. She has a huge heart. And there is something of another world from her work. She is not from this planet. She is incredible. Again, the book is called Fulfilled by Anna Youssef. Okay, it's time for your questions, kids. And then it's time for a mom dinner after this, which I cannot wait for. OMG. You guys really want to know where I learned how to cook. It's called Mom. I'm a Japanese mom. Wendy Williams said my sushi was better than no <laughs> oh wendy oh wendy love you girl that's cuz it's homestyle sushi and my mom taught me how to make it um okay i have a bunch of screenshot messages from someone i have a crush on <laughs> you know you send those to your friends too okay so off of instagram some thin chick it wrote. Hi Candace, I just started listening to your pod. I just graduated. I started in new 9 to 5 and I'm having a really hard time sleeping and I'm too tired to go out or even go to the gym after work. How do you deal with exhaustion and trying to stay motivated and continue after the work day? Love, Melissa. Okay, Melissa, so um I want you to know that it's so so okay to be exhausted. A lot of times I get exhausted from overworking and um traveling too much. So I think the best thing is to start setting your alarm for very early. So getting up at six and going to bed around eight or nine, because once you set your body clock to match the sunset and sunrise, you really will notice a difference. You can also take a magnesium supplement if that helps. Um, And then some people like taking CBD oil Um, There's this one called Robin that I'm trying for mineral right now um, just to test it out. Like as the golden girl of wellness, I get sent lots of products and I think it's pretty cool and it works. So um, remember magnesium, no caffeine after two o'clock, no more coffee if you can help it. Switch to matcha only and don't drink caffeine after two. Also start getting up at six and going to bed early If you don't go out anyways, it doesn't hurt to go to bed early and just try it. It has changed my life. I feel like I look like a million bucks now and I have no under eye circles. And it's virtually, guys, from just getting more quality sleep. Okay. So here's another one. Okay, so this was from a really cute, nice guy. His um, name is underscore I-O-K-U-A-A-A. Ioka? (laughs) Ioka? (laughs) Okay, so he's asking to me because he's reading my book. So he said, so I did something. I'm coming to you because I'm a few chapters deep into your book. I'm not exactly sure what took hold of me to do this, but I started reevaluating my friends and the company I'm currently in. So he talks about a friend he's had for a while, and he goes in to say something really cute and funny about how he's the only other gay friend in town (laughs) and he lives with his ex who's also gay and he he must have had a tough breakup and he said that a friend hasn't reached out to him in two months and he's tried to call him and he wanted to grab that lunch that they talked about and while he was in his feels he sent him a nasty passive text which by the way honey is so normal And then he never responded, so he also noticed from social, which sucks, this happens to all of us, that he started planning a trip with another guy he's dating and was very hurt that he didn't get back to him because he saw all the stuff he's doing on social. So he's asking... So I more or less cut the tie or burnt the bridge because I wasn't getting a friend out of him any longer. I'm not explaining all this too well, mostly just wanting to see if you have advice for sticking up to your guns about cutting people out who no longer serve a purpose in your life. And by the way, the book is amazing in caps. I've written so many notes from it. LOL. Honey, I love ya. You are fine cutting out Any of the extra fat or anybody who just isn't serving you anymore. Because what you're going to find is you're going to open up your heart to new people, new places, and new things that are going to fill your cup. So why allow somebody who's draining you and pouring out all the love when you can have somebody that's filling your cup? My friend Nikki tried to console me after I went through my friendship breakup last year. And she said, I need you to let this go because it opened up new doors for friends like us to get really close. And you know what? Nikki was right because her and I have the most beautiful relationship and she gets me and we're both around the same age. We're both artists. We both love bar class and having hot asses and doing what we need to do. And (laughs) I, I just, You know, I mean, looking fabulous in a swimsuit and dating hot men and doing what we need to do. And truly, like, you don't get any benefit from keeping dead weight around. Remember, first rule in lifeguarding, my therapist taught me do not let them take you down with them. Cut them out. Of course, I'm going to stick to my guns on that. It's not easy. Wabi-sabi, it's totally imperfect. Doesn't feel natural, doesn't feel good, doesn't feel easy. But my God, nothing good ever came easy on a silver platter. Friendships are earned. Trust is earned. Time will be the ultimate test in all friendships. I value the ones I have. My heart has been broken by a few girls. I'll still never forget when Rico and Kristen Arnett and Alyssa Faden came and sat with me on a park bench as my ex-boyfriend's plane left to go to another country with a 30-minute notice. They dropped everything at work in the middle of New York City to be with me. Say goodbye to fair-weathered friends who are only there during the good. Say goodbye to the users. Say goodbye to the social climbers. And start getting real. It's your life. You have one to live. Make it a fucking brilliant one. One that you can leave with a legacy of love and be very proud of. I love you guys so much. You carry me through, and when I have a bad day sometimes I remind myself to read the reviews of our podcast, Wabi Sabi. It is beautiful to read the love from each of you. My hand is on my heart. I cherish what you have written to me. As a writer, you fill my cup. Thank you. Please pick up my book, Wabi Sabi. No, (laughs) wait, that's a secret. but I'm foretelling the future. Please pick up my new book, Kintsugi Wellness. It's out now all over. I'll see you um, next up. I've got two speaking events, one with Yellow in LA and then one with Ad Week in New York, both coming up September, October, um, August. And also follow me on Instagram for new giveaways at Candice Kumai. Please tell two of your best friends today that you love them and you cherish them and their friendship, show them. Don't tell them all. Just show. (laughs) And also, do tell them about Wabi Sabi, this podcast, and tell them they have to tune in. All right, love you guys. Everything is perfectly imperfect, including my life, which I can't wait to share with you. There's too many juicy stories. I need to stop recording now for mom's dinner. She'll say, Candice, it's time for Gohan. Love you guys. Peace out.